just want to give a short exhortation tonight. The Lord is positioning us for end time purification. He's positioning his bride throughout the whole earth for end time purification. He is intensely determined to have a bride that is made ready for his return. And he is going to demonstrate the power of the cross like we've never imagined to purify this bride and make her without spot or wrinkle and to make her holy and without blemish and radiant for her bridegroom king. We are going to see such power of the cross in the last days. The power of the atonement. Power that we never imagined. The holiness of this power that can purify that can cleanse, that can restore, that can make wrongs right in our lives, that can bring divine order and divine alignment with our King. So I want to talk just for a few minutes about four areas of alignment. Four areas of alignment that God himself, I believe, has set in his heart to accomplish in his bride. So the four areas I'll tell you right now. Number one, it's an alignment of the heart. That the bride's heart would be aligned with the bridegroom's heart. Number two, it's a theological alignment. It's an alignment between the cross and the second coming. And number three, it's a family alignment, alignment of Jew and Gentile. And number four, it's a cosmic alignment, an alignment of heaven and earth. So briefly, I just want to exhort us in these four areas of alignment. So I want to start with this alignment of the heart, this alignment of passion, this passion between Yeshua the bridegroom and us his bride. And I want to look at it from two different angles. First, I want to look at it from Ephesians 5, verse 26, and then I want to look at it from Revelation 19, 7. I'm going to read the scriptures, then I'll say a few words. So in Ephesians 5, beginning in verse 25, Paul says, husbands, love your wives just as Messiah loved the ecclesia or kehilah or church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word to present her to himself as a radiant ecclesia, kehilah, church, without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish but holy and blameless. And then in Revelation 19.7, you are so good, Lord. What you're doing in the earth is so good. 
We are honored to be a part of it. We'll start in verse 6. Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters, and like loud peals of thunder shouting, Hallelujah! For our Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give Him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come, and His bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given her to wear. Fine linen stands for the righteous acts of God's holy people. So this is what I want you to to see. In the Ephesians 5 passage, the emphasis is on Yeshua's passion to prepare the bride. It reveals his heart, passion, and purpose through his own death to prepare his bride for himself. The emphasis is on his burning passion. The emphasis is on his burning heart, his yearning, his longing to have a bride presented to him radiant and beautiful without spot or wrinkle. In the Revelation passage, it says the bride has made herself ready. In the Ephesians passage, it's Yeshua making ready the bride. In the Revelation passage, the emphasis is on the bride making herself ready. You see, Yeshua's passion levels for a pure bride ready for his return are already max. He is intensely committed to prepare us for his return. He's passionate in his heart and intensely committed to have a prepared bride. So the alignment's on our end. It's us who need to get lined up with his passion for a bride made ready. We have to be lined up with his passion to be ready as a bride for his return. And the Holy Spirit's doing this in his bride throughout the whole earth. We're part of it. The Holy Spirit is inscribing in us this burning, longing passion to be that bride made ready for our Yeshua. He's lining up the bride's heart with the bridegroom's heart. He's lining up our passion with Yeshua's passion. He's putting passion in us just like passion's already in Yeshua. And he's bringing this alignment of passion, this burning fire between the bridegroom and the bride. And he's lighting the bride on fire with this passion to be ready. So we have the Ephesians 5, the burning passion of Yeshua to prepare the bride. In Revelation 19, we have this burning passion of the bride, making herself ready for the bridegroom. And this is an area of alignment. The next area of alignment I just want to touch on briefly is the theological alignment between the cross and the second coming. In 1 John, beginning in verse 6, John says this, If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Yeshua, his son, purifies us from all sin. And then in chapter 3, Beginning in verse 1 of 1 John, 
He writes, see what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when the Messiah appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. So in chapter 1, the emphasis is on Yeshua purifying us, Yeshua preparing the bride. In chapter 3, the emphasis is on us taking an active role in being purified, right? Anyone who has this hope of his second coming purifies themselves just as he is pure. And what we have here is the purifying power of the cross and the purifying work of the cross when we focus on the second coming. The purifying power is from the cross. But the purifying work of the cross intensifies when we focus on the second coming. In chapter 1, it's about him purifying us through the blood of Yeshua. In chapter 3, it's about us focusing on the second coming of Yeshua. And as we focus on that, it actually uh, opens up the spring, this fountain of the cross to purify us because as we're wanting to get ready, as we're wanting to be prepared, as we're wanting to see him face to face, we begin to encounter him. We begin to see how holy he is, how pure he is. And as we encounter him, as we see him, we begin to see areas in our life that need to be purified. So by focusing on the cross, we get purified as we long for the second coming. Because the focus on the second coming actually takes us deeper into the purifying work of the cross. You get that? Okay, so that's, that's two levels of alignment. The third level I want to just mention is this family alignment, Jew and Gentile. We teach a lot on this, John 17, that they may be one, even as Yeshua and the Father are one, so that the world will believe. Ephesians 2 talks about this purpose of Yeshua to reconcile Jew and Gentile together through the cross, through the atonement. Chapter 3 of Ephesians talks about this partnership of the saved remnant from every nation, the Gentiles, with Israel, making us heirs together of the kingdom of God, members together of the body of Messiah. So this Jew and Gentile unity alignment, this is accelerating. Have you noticed this accelerating in the earth? Because God's doing this. Now who's doing this, God or the bride? God's doing this because it's, 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 he sets what needs to be uh, aligned. He determines the alignment. He's the God. We're the humans. And because we're the humans, we're to get in line with his alignment. Now remember, according to Ephesians 2, the purpose of the cross was to make this family of Jew and Gentile. 
He died for this bride, this Jew and Gentile bride. He died to bring them together and make one family. So there's an alignment happening. And we, as the bride wanting to make ourselves ready, we are to do our part. We're to actively be partnering with Yeshua in seeing this family built. And that's why we have communities, right? Because in communities, we're trying to build this family, little microcosms of this global family. So I want to just say a few words about community and how important it is in these last days. First, just highlighting again, 1 John. I want you to hear this. This is, this is an amazing and important truth. So it says in verse 7 of chapter 1, But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. So, we walk in the light as he is in the light. What's the result? We have fellowship with one another. So relationship with God leads to what? Relationship with each other. Fellowship with the Father and the Son by the Holy Spirit leads to fellowship with each other. Walking in the light, coming out of agreement with darkness, coming out of agreement with sin, coming out of agreement with any sense of defilement that the world wants to, to spew on us. We come off of that. We break free of that. By the power of the cross, we don't receive that defilement. We don't receive that sin in our life. We break free of it. We receive the righteousness of Yeshua, the power to live holy. We receive it by faith because it's ours, because he wants a bride, and we want to be that bride. So we don't be passive. We receive the light that moves the darkness out. We receive the burning light of heaven that drives the darkness out of our community. It's an active fellowship. We fellowship with him so that we can move into fellowship with each other. But check this out. It says we have fellowship with one another. And what's the outcome? In the blood of Yeshua, his son purifies us. A purified bride is a bride in community. I want you to really hear this. Fellowship with God leads to fellowship with each other, leads to the purification of the bride. That's the sequence. Fellowship with God, and I don't want to be a part of community, leads to deception. Fellowship with God, leading to fellowship with each other in community, leads to purification. So who's preparing the bride, Yeshua or us? Who's building communities, Yeshua or us? Yes, both. So as we press into community, what happens is the Holy Spirit begins to release the power of the cross in community and bring purification and sanctification and character transformation. But the purification doesn't come from just me and my Jesus kind of relationship. It comes from me and my Jesus and me and us. Us and me. How's that for grammar? <laughs> I just want to touch on this from Hebrews real briefly. The Lord will permit me here. I just saw this today. I was praying for us most of the day and just 
I was reading through the book of Hebrews, and let me read this, beginning in verse 19. And it can be brief. This is 1019 of Hebrews. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence, can someone say confidence? Confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Yeshua, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance, can I have a couple that just say full assurance? full assurance? That faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And Okay, just amazing words here. What's the application? The application is this. This is what it goes on to say right after. Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. It's talking about the second coming. So as you see the day approaching, as we get closer to the second coming, community becomes more important. People were giving up the habit of meeting with fellow believers in an assembly. With a, in the first century, there was a biblical eldership. Communities without eldership are not fully biblical communities. But here's the point. He's saying it was important then. But he says as the day approaches, it's even more important. That we need to be moving towards community more in the last days, not less. You know, with technology, there's so many different things trying to pull us into isolation, pull us away from each other. Who's preparing the bride? Yeshua or us? Yes. Then we aren't passive. We fight. Spiritual warfare rages over community. Rages over building long-term relationships. Rages over long-term People walking together in covenant. Rages. But we're not afraid. And we have authority in Yeshua to overcome the evil one. So we have authority to build community. We're not victims of past experiences and relationships. We are conquerors. Therefore, we approach community in a spirit of victory. And we overcome the obstacles to community. We don't say it's too hard in America to do community. We say it's not too hard for our God because he will have a bride in the remnant of America. Can I get an amen? amen? All right, last. Colossians chapter 1. Let's talk just a few minutes about cosmic alignment. If you use the TLV and go back to other Bibles, sometimes I lose track. But there shouldn't be any losing track in the New Testament, right? <laughs> so that's, uh, that's, I can't even use that as an excuse. So here it is, verse 19, chapter 1. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, meaning Yeshua. 
and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood, through his atonement, shed on the cross. So as the passion of Yeshua gets infused in his bride, so we have this alignment of passion to be prepared, to be, to be that bride made ready, alignment of passion. As we have that, and as we realize the theology of the cross and the theology of the second coming, they actually line us up to be that bride made ready. Then we focus on the second coming, it brings us deeper into the cross. And when we bring us deeper into the cross, it brings us more ready for the second coming. And what's he coming to do? He's coming to reign as king. He's coming back to Israel. He's coming back to Jerusalem. He's coming back to be the son of David that was sworn by an oath from God that he would sit on the throne forever in Jerusalem. So when he comes back to this unified Jew and Gentile family, when he comes back, what's he going to do? Well, this is a, a longer teaching and I can't go into it too much. But one of his passions is to bring this cosmic alignment. One of his passions is to bring this alignment between heavenly government and earthly government. Heavenly Jerusalem and earthly Jerusalem. All the lands of the earth with all of the realm of heaven. He's the great reconciler. He's coming back to reconcile everything. He's coming back to destroy evil from this planet. He's coming back to make everything right that's wrong. He's coming back to fix the world. He's coming back as a great hero. He's coming back to save his people. He's coming back to make this earth beautiful, a restored Eden and more. He's coming back to bring this cosmic alignment. And what's it through? Through the blood of his cross. Also look at Ephesians 1.10. This is the power of the atonement. It cleanses humanity, having a prepared bride. But then it cleanses all Israel. It cleanses the survivors of the nations. And it cleanses the whole earth. Because this atonement was powerful, is powerful, and will be powerful to save. Amen? Amen? So let's, let's continue on this journey of alignment. Now who's, get, who's getting us ready for the second coming? Yeshua or us? Yes. So Lord, fill our hearts with your passion. That we would have the same passion in our hearts to be prepared. That you have in your heart that we would be prepared. And Lord, continue to give us revelation of the cross and the second coming. Continue to help us partner with you in your global family alignment of Jew and Gentile. And Lord, give us greater passion and vision for the reconciliation of all things in heaven and on earth, and the removal of evil from planet earth, and the cleansing of this earth, and give us signs now that foreshadow the greatness of the restoration to come. Amen. All right, bless you. All right, you can stand to your feet. Have Johannes come forward too. Are you encouraged? All right.